0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Al duri on Pulse95.
1: Welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Al duri I am your host, talking everything sport, internationally and locally in the UAE. Coming up on today's show, who is currently number one in Formula One, the latest headlines from Wimbledon, football transfers and much more only on Pulse95.
0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri.
1: Welcome back to the Halftime Show and on my segment, Game of Zones, is where I zone in in the game of F1. Now, Lewis Hamilton versus Max Verstappen. Who is the best at F1 right now? I know we've got a lot of fans who are into their cars and into their racing. And Formula One racing is quite big in the UAE. What I'm saying is Hamilton versus Verstappen has been the grid standout performance over the past year, I'd say. But how close is F1 leading young stars to his new champion one? While the sports owners of much of its fan base would love to see Verstappen and Hamilton pairing at Mercedes to settle this question, it's probably not something that Mercedes would want to do. And which Red Bull will be doing everything in their power to prevent? However churlish it may sound, compare a driver with six wins and no pole positions to one chasing a six world championship on 79 victories and 86 poles. That's just a historical summary, not necessarily current freeze frame reality. What Hamilton has over Verstappen is a fantastic depth of experience, putting the best from himself and those around him in chasing world titles, something he admits he's now vastly better at than when he first arrived in F1, even though he was instantly successful but would that be difference in telling? Now, what Verstappen has over Hamilton is the energy of someone who has yet to achieve the level of success he knows he's capable of. They're both audacious performers when required, but Hamilton does seem very wary of his presence in close wheel-to-wheel situations. As he admitted in Austin last year uh, after Verstappen had suggested he'd given him a, a race room for his money. Yeah, I never know with you, said Hamilton. I didn't want to come together. That was said from the perspective of Hamilton trying to clinch a championship and not having an unnecessary instant. But Verstappen does seem to be the one that has a special place in Hamilton's head. Now, there's a lot of psychology, especially in F1 when you are racing, because at the end of the day, you're up against many, many races and not just one. But I'm sure Hamilton has Verstappen in the back of his mind when coming up. F1 2019 heads to Silverstone this weekend for the big event of the Motorsport Summer. And coming up next, the latest headlines, misbehaviour and controversy from Wimbledon's 2019. Stay tuned for more on Pulse95.
0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar on
1: Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, where do we start? Tennis. Women's reaching the semi-final and the men's playing today at Wimbledon is really shaping up to be an eventful tournament. But there's a lot happening off the court. Serena Williams has been fined £7,992 by the All England Club for damaging a court at Wimbledon. The 23-time Grand Slam champion was fined over an incident which took place on the weekend before the tournament started. I have a soft spot for Serena Williams and I really hope, having progressed into the semi-finals, I really hope she takes it. There's so much she's been through and so much she's done, which has really given me that, I'd say she's my favourite. I don't have that many favourites in in tennis, but I definitely say she's my favourite. Fabio Fognini has also been fined £2,397 for an outburst during his third round loss. World number 10 who was annoyed over his match being moved to court 14, ranted in Italian during his opponent's medical timeout, saying, it's fair to play here. Damn English really. Damn really. Wish uh would explode on this club. A should explode here. Not sure about that. That definitely deserves a fine. Meanwhile, one of my um, standouts of the tournament, Nick Kyrgios, was handed two fines. One for £2,397 from the first round and another 3996 from the second round, both against Rafael Nadal for unsportsmanlike conduct. The Australian who lost to Rafael Nadal in the second round was penalised for descent towards match umpires. For me, one of the best matches of the tournament and should have been closer to the semi-finals to be honest because it was incredible tennis for three hours Novak Djokovic plays David Goffin Guido Pella plays Roberto Agut Sam Quiri plays Rafael Nadal Ki Nishikori plays Roger Federer who do you think is going to be winning Wimbledon this year, 2019? Text us on 4215 or if you're on Instagram live, let us know your thoughts. Remember, guys, this show is based on you and how we interact on this show. And to be honest, you've been great so far. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Nadal navigated his way through a difficult first week before he dismissed Jorge Sosa of Portugal in the fourth in emphatic fashion and will continue his bid for a third title at Wimbledon against big-serving American Sam Querrey. Meanwhile, Argentina's Guido Pella, fresh from knocking out former Wimbledon finalist Kevin Anderson and Roranich in his previous matches, will face the Spaniard Bautista Agut, who is into the second round of the Slam quarterfinal for the year. What do you guys think has been the standout moment for the tennis so far? There's been a lot going on. And to be honest, for me, Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal, Federer are still in it and it depends who faces the person next that determines which finalists we're going to see. I don't want anyone to peak too soon because to be honest, I've really enjoyed the whole championship this year and having come from Wimbledon myself, I can't stay away and I'm glued to the TV. My wife tells me you need to stay away from the TV, but all I do is seem to watch tennis, tennis, tennis all day and I don't want it to be over to be honest. Up next in the world of football, it's your turn to be the football manager on the Halftime Show. Stay tuned for more competition and you don't want to miss what's coming up next on Pulse95.
0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the
1: Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. On 95, Pulse95.
0: 95.
1: Welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Dury. I am your host covering everything sport, international and local. The world of football transfers. It comes to that time again as we are talking about which superstar will end up where. As a football fan, a coach and a student of the game, it's easier to make a call or decision when you're not on the inside of a club, organization or international team. Factors such as the player clashes... Squad dynamics or even internal issues affect the decisions and outcomes of a selection. Now, a football manager can be a lonely role in sport. We love it. We breathe it. But how much of that comes down to player power? When things are going great at a club, it's easy to join in and play your role. But what happens when you lose a game or two or three? In the modern game, the way and manner a player behaves could cost you your job and that. Has been evident throughout the years of football, especially over the last 10 years as the pressure is up. Antoine Griezmann is said to be hit in the pocket after failing to report for pre-season training this week as reports claim Atletico Madrid will fine him 200,000 euros the maximum they are legally permitted to the 28-year-old's transfer saga has dominated yet another summer window as Atletico announced his departure at the end of last season before a dramatic U-turn and issuing a statement accusing Barcelona of tapping up the Frenchman this is despite his release clause dropping by 80 million euros as of June the 1st, and development Barcelona were merely widely expected to take advantage of immediately, but they have yet to be able to make a move happen, leaving Griezmann effectively stranded between the clubs. Having released a video last year saying he's staying, where does Antoine Griezmann stand now? What do you guys think of Antoine Griezmann and his decision to leave Atletico? Is it the right move? Text us on 4215 or message me on Instagram live to let me know what you think. Now, how many of you have heard of fantasy football? Fantasy football in a lot of companies and organizations plays a massive role of team building, team bonding, or even just banter, as we call it in the UK, where you can joke and mess around with your coworkers about something that happens in real life. It's a game which participants assemble an imaginary team of real life footballers and score points based on those players actual statistics. So here's what I'm going to do with my half timers for this year. I'm going to create a Pulse95 league in which everyone is invited to play in the UAE and give you the opportunity to showcase your Football Manager skills. The league I will select is the Premier League and I'll have a few surprises for the winners monthly where I might even invite you down to the studio to discuss your strategies, tactics and plans for your team. Now companies, families, schools and universities have so much fun playing this game. I wonder how we're going to do if we have a Pulse95 league. I will post the code and I will let you know about the website later on because we've had a few interesting comments already. Um, I've had some messages come in as well and I really, really appreciate all the messages that come in from you guys because the show is based for you guys. Uh, it's a vibe and loving the music on right now from Maria. Thank you very much for that. And every- obviously everyone tuned in on Instagram live. The Umpire Strikes Back is coming up next. Let us know what you think on Pulse95.
0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime
1: Show with Omar Adouri.
0: On Pulse95.
1: Welcome back to the Halftime Show guys thank you so much for tuning in I'm getting some great comments here on my Instagram live and on pulse95radio.com especially the text coming in thank you guys for enjoying the show remember this show would not be possible without you guys at all so I really appreciate everyone's support and love I have some questions I'm going to be covering especially in this segment but before we do that my segment is called the umpire strikes back now who would be a referee in today's game Probably one of the hardest jobs in sport. It's not often roles are reversed in sport, but yesterday at Wimbledon, Henry Leconte was playing an invitational doubles match at Wimbledon when he looked at the umpire and said, Why don't you give it a go? Now, the funny thing is, normally you wouldn't expect the umpire to take that offer on board. I did post this on my Instagram yesterday, so if you haven't seen the video, please do tune in and see the video. So the umpire switched roles with Leconte. And was actually very good. He played in his full suit. The crowd was behind him. And that's what sport's all about. You know, really bringing people together. Role reversals. It's very easy behind the scenes to be able to say, you should have done this or you should have done that. But not many people actually would be a referee in today's game, especially with the abuse coming from the fans, the players, the families, the teams, everyone. Everyone gets on the referee's back. But my question for you guys, if you could have... One player from any sport, okay? Let's say LeBron James, Deontay Wilder, Cristiano Ronaldo, Tom Brady, Zinedine Zidane. If you could have any player, past or present, to actually be a referee, who would you have? And I think, to be honest, the game would be improved a lot if we had more ex players turning into referees. We often see them as pundits, as coaches, as managers opening up businesses. But I'd love to see a referee who used to play the game to get the decisions right. And then maybe wouldn't really rely on VAR as much. So that's one thing I've posted up as well on that. Which athlete out there do you think would make a good referee? That's that's one thing I've always thought about in the game. There's not enough ex-players who turn into referees. Normally they go into management, coaching or TV presenting. My question of the day is... You could pick one athlete in the world in any sport to become a referee who would you pick and why and that is something to leave you guessing what's going to happen because to be honest we don't have enough of those on on um in the current game in any sport to be honest and i'd love to see your responses so text us on 4215 ittasalat or do or message us on instagram live and tag us and we will share your responses now I've got plenty of questions here from the people who have tuned in today and again guys I really appreciate everything you are doing, all the support. My first question is by Janaid: player loyalty and trophy hunters. You take on player loyalty to clubs and fans perception of trophy hunting players. The question is in light of recent developments of Neymar's potential move from PSG to Barcelona and maybe Coutinho's move back to Liverpool. Now, Janit, I'm really glad you've tuned in for that. And I'm guessing you're a Liverpool fan. Actually, Saleh bin Akir has also asked, what do you think of the Neymar transfer? So we'll tie these two together. I think the Neymar transfer, to be honest, will be a domino effect for many things. And here's my take on it. Players such as Coutinho, Dembele, Malcon, Rakitic, all play a big part in what Barcelona do with who they bring in. Now, Barcelona are an incredible side with incredible players, but I feel they have too many of the same players and are not focusing on a few things. If Barcelona were to purchase, for example, Matthias De Ligt from Ajax, I think that would be fantastic. It would be unreal. Um, That would be something I would be excited about. But I think there's been a lot of problems with the Antoine Griezmann transfer which has delayed a lot of things with Neymar not being happy and failing to train up to practice it's also caused a lot of problems with PSG but now it's really reaching that level now where pre-season's already started so what do we do you know what do we do in this case um Atletico Madrid have accused Barcelona of tapping them up that's one I think in order for Barcelona to purchase Antoine Griezmann and maybe even Neymar, they have to get rid of players to free up the books because they don't normally fund the players with direct payments. So my opinion is there'll be a domino effect if they sell players like Malcon, Rakitic, Coutinho. um, And once they do that, it's going to be a whole different ballgame, a whole different ballgame because many other other teams are going to be purchasing the other players. So, for me, to answer your question, if Coutinho does move back to Liverpool, yes, that might free up the funds, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't purchase Coutinho back in. I would go for someone like N- Nabil Fakir, um, who they should have signed a year ago, but was injury-prone and hasn't had a great season, so his value would probably be lower than Coutinho's. Or, maybe even locally, James Madison for Leicester City, a prospering talent that's come out of nowhere um, and also will be able to gel in with all the other players because he's already used to the league and adjusted to that. So those are the players that I would personally go for regarding Liverpool. Um, the next question I had was from Kasim. Michel Platini arrested over the Qatar World Cup. Should should it still continue? There's been so much corruption in FIFA. And now, with these um, ex-footballers and presidents being arrested, so much is going on now. Where I think they've got the punishment that they already deserve. I don't think um, there's room for anything else in terms of that. It's it's very very tricky. Um, it's a it's a very touchy subject as to well. A lot of organisation has gone on behind the scenes, so I I wouldn't play about with that too much um, in that sense. But. It's it's a world cup and everyone's looking forward to it and plans have been made and, and arrangements have been set. So I wouldn't go too much into cancelling the World Cup. I think it's 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 definitely gonna be an amazing World Cup, especially being in an Arabic country. But who do you think is gonna win the World Cup? That's my question. The way the teams are looking right now, text us on 4215 It's Salat Ordu. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It's almost full time at the halftime show. And again, I appreciate all the love, support, text, messages on Instagram Live. The show would be nothing without you. Stay tuned for more on Pulse 95. This
0: is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.